Do you want to learn how to scale your business while not sacrificing time? I know I always do. Well, if so, stick around because my next guest is sharing all about that and more. Hey, podcast listeners, Jen here. Are you struggling with marketing your business, feeling overwhelmed by the demands and unsure of how to attract your ideal clients? Well, we've got the solution for you. Introducing our second annual Creative Marketing Summit, a virtual event happening from February 13th through the 15th in 2024. Join us as we bring together industry experts who will share their invaluable insights and actionable strategies to help you transform your marketing game. Whether you're a business owner or a female entrepreneur in the service industry, this summit is your ticket to success. And thanks to our premier sponsor, Tailwind, it's 100% free. So mark your calendars for February 13th through the 15th in 2024 and go sign up right now at creativemarketingsummit.com or click the link in the show notes. Welcome back to Marketing Strategy Academy podcast, where we help female entrepreneurs go from marketing overwhelm to an easy streamlined strategy and system that includes Pinterest and repurposing content to grow their businesses when they have very little time. I'm your host, Jen Vasquez. Let's jump right into it. Welcome or welcome back. My name is Jen Vasquez using my proven Pinterest marketing method. I help hyper busy female service providers create one marketing workflow to book more clients and increase their income and impact in about an hour a week. And I host these experts on my podcast and my YouTube channel so that you guys get to have all of these great actionable tips on a weekly basis. If marketing is something that you're really wanting to learn more about, I would love for you to just subscribe to either the podcast or the YouTube video, because then you'll be notified every time a new video or episode drops. Today, I'm so excited to be chatting with Jennifer Stats of Stats Solutions. Um, as the owner and founder of Stats Solutions, she's a serious entrepreneur, and she's the driving force behind the success of leading operations and marketing consulting agency for real estate businesses. As a licensed agent in multiple states, Jennifer has started multiple real estate brokerages, managed and trained agents and admins, as well as worked with dozens of brokerages with transactions nationwide. With over a decade worth of experience in her field, Jennifer has broad knowledge of real estate and other businesses. So if you are not a realtor, stick around because I know that she'll have a lot of great information for all of us. And she, her mission is really to improve the lives and profitability of business owners across the U.S. so that they can scale their businesses sustainably. When she gets the time, you can find Jennifer outside exploring with her two daughters, loving husband, and many animals. Welcome, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to chat about this. <laughs> me 
too, because I know our audience will be really eager to learn more. Uh, I always start off with this one question, so our listeners and watchers won't be surprised, but I would love to find out the jobs and businesses that came before what you're doing now to sort of arrive at how you got to where you are today. Yeah, that's a funny question. I was thinking about that earlier. I'm like, what have I done to get here? So, <laughs> and I think it all kind of ends up tying in together with like what I'm doing now. But, um, you know, when I, when I graduated, I told myself I was gonna, I graduated high school. I was going to do the normal thing, like go to college, do all that stuff. And I quickly realized I did not want to do that. Um, and I kind of fell into running businesses and it's just because I can kind of see the gaps. So I actually just fell into managing a flooring company at some point. Um, so I went from running a flooring company to, I went and started running a um, aircraft engine company. And um, <laughs> the whole time I had my real estate license, that's what I wanted to do, but I wanted to support myself with a, you know, salary at the same point. So it just so happened that one of the companies I was running at the time, so the aviation engine company, um, he wanted to start a real estate brokerage. And he was like, Jennifer, you have your license, help me do that. And so we started that brokerage together and then the rest is just history. So now I've opened multiple different brokerages and I've been helping a lot of real estate business owners scale. And then now my passion project is helping small businesses scale. Um, because I kind of just fell into it and I figured it out on my own. And so I want to help other business owners kind of skip a couple steps so they don't have to figure it all out. <laughs> Absolutely. And we could always use help in our businesses, no matter how long we've been in them. Right. Um, so let's go ahead and dive in. What are some tips to scale your business without sacrificing time? And then we'll get into the nitty gritty. Yeah. I think my thing, and this is going to sound funny, but just really learning how valuable your own time is. So being really protective over it. Um, one of the things that's really helped me, and, and it probably did make my growth a little bit slower, but it really protected my time and really kind of developed my business the way it is now, is I was really protective of my time when I started it. I started my current business stat solutions when I had a six month old. So I was working full time. I also had a six month old and I started stat solutions. So like, as you can imagine, there was a lot going on. <laughs> like, I'm tired. I'm a new mom. I'm doing all these things. And so I really just learned to protect my time and just like time block. Um, very early on, I decided that I was always going to take a day off during the week to be with my kids. Like that was like the whole foundation for stat solutions was I'm never going to work more than 30 hours. I'm always going to take Thursdays off. I don't work nights. I don't work weekends that set the entire foundation for my entire business model now, now. And I actually get a lot of feedback from my clients on how they love that. They understand that I take Thursdays off. They're respectful of it. And I think without that foundation, I'm not sure where my business would be at. So really understanding what your time is worth. So you can either, you know, you can, you spend your hours in the day the way that it should be. So you're doing money-making activities, or if, you know, your time is valuable and you have a family or you want to do other things, you understand how to like block those out. 
I think that's brilliant because um, I take off every Tuesday to play with my grandbabies. So I have zero electronics and I'm literally on the floor with them all day on Tuesdays. And I left my corporate job years ago to start my own business because I didn't want to work the, you know, 50, 60 hour weeks. Um, and, you know, when we first start out, sometimes it sounds like you were successful, but I at first was working those nights and those weekends. And I'm like, what am I doing? And now fast forward today to today, I run two businesses. I still take Tuesdays off and I don't work weekends unless I have a wedding to shoot because I'm a photographer. Um, so it, it make, I feel like when you value that time and you go back to like your why, like why you got into this business, I feel like you work smarter on the days that you work and you're more productive and more focused because you know that you've got these times set aside. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I, I do. I, I totally agree. Cause like, I'm about to leave on vacation today. And it's like, yesterday I was like, get everything done. I was like, man, I got so much done today. And I think I have my husband to thank too. Like when he knows I'm a workaholic, I've always been that way. Like I just can work. I like working. So like I could work all day, every day, but obviously having my first baby girl, my husband was like, Jennifer, this is not your time anymore. This is hers. This is mine. Like you can't be on the phone every night all these things. And so now I just hear that in the back of my head. Like, what am I, what am I doing? The, every hour, every minute in the day is hers. So if I'm wasting time during the day, doing something that's not a money-making activity or something silly, I'm taking time away from my kids. And that right there was like a huge shift for me. Like, whoa, wow. Okay. So I, I shouldn't be scrolling doing this, or I shouldn't be wasting my time doing X, Y, Z what's the best use of my time today? And that, that to me was like a really powerful mind shift. Cause I'm not, I've always been perfect. I'm like addicted to my business, but I have to like, learn just to like shut it off. And then it also has helped me now, like learning what to delegate, learning who to hire for, because now I kind of know what is the most important use of my time, where my zone of genius is and how I can scale, you know, like that. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know about you, but I feel like as a mom, it's so much easier to be protective of the time with our kids and our husband than it is to protect our sort of self-care time. So for any of our audience out there that don't have kids yet, you should treat yourself like you would treat your loved ones. <laughs> I know that's really hard for business owners in general, especially for women. Um, but I think, I think, you know, you hit it on the head, like it's your daughter's time and your husband's time as well as your own, but isn't it, it's so much easier to protect their time than our own. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's so much easier for me to say, oh, I'm just not going to work out today than like tell my kids that I'm not going to take them to the park or something. And I've already told them like, there's no way I'm going to do that. So I'm going to get everything done before I need, I need to do that. So I would say like, and, and even if it's not like sacrificing time per se, I think it's the same kind of idea with, if you're trying to scale a business, really understanding every hour of your day and what you're working towards. So you're not just kind of doing busy work. It all is like the same type of mind shift where you're like, okay, 
I'm doing, 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 but am I actually doing the right things to get my business to the next step? Yeah, you, I, I, we always, uh, in recruiting, I was a recruiter in corporate America managing a team, and I, we always used to say work closest to the dollar, meaning you could scroll Instagram and you might be sending DMs or likes and part, you know, part of that social media kind of stuff. But do you need an hour or can you do that in five minutes and then write a blog post or do some marketing activities that are going to actually bring you business in the future? Yeah, we we all do it, right? Like like, I'm totally guilty of, I always tell everyone QuickBooks, like my bookkeeping is actually like really relaxing to me. I don't know why. Oh gosh, that's like like hated for me. So that's so funny. And everybody, it laughs at me, but like, for some reason, it just brings me calming. joy. It's calming to know that my books are all done and everything's organized. But sometimes it's not the best use of my time that day. Like there's other things that I could be doing that's more important than the thing that cal- like calms me. So it's yes. like, so you have to think about like, okay, well, is sending out a new cl- contract more important than doing bookkeeping? Probably because you're bringing in new business, right? So you kind of have to like learn a lot of my stuff has just been learning how to prioritize. Yeah, exactly. Or giving yourself a little bit of time to do what you enjoy and then hitting it hard when you need to be getting that work done. I, yeah. I, cause I feel like you do need some of those small little wins. <laughs> those calming things sometimes help you with that burnout and stuff. All right. Yeah. So as a solopreneur or a small business owner, what are some of the first steps that our audience could take to prepare to scale our business while managing day-to-day operations and your basically your workload effectively. Yeah. This is going to be hard for most people to like really think through because I think a lot of us want everything to be really polished and really perfect right off the bat. But I would say like if you're getting ready to scale or hire or delegate out, just start with the small stuff. The stuff that you're going to start delegating out when you're doing it, just make a quick little loom or a little training, like how to like very simple. Like I think most people get overwhelmed because they're like, how am I going to make this full training suite of everything that I'm doing? Just start documenting it. And it doesn't need to be perfect because I like to say, when you do get to the point where you're going to hire something like that, you can almost utilize them to help you make it perfect. Yes. like small little things like that. And it could be just small things like this is how I set up an invoice or this is how I onboard a new client. And it's some of them are very simple tasks, right? It's literally like you're onboarding a new client, go here, input their name here, here. Okay, that sounds really simple, right? But you just documenting that small step when you do eventually want to scale or grow or you, st- you get so busy that now it's 20 clients coming on at the same time, those small steps is going to take you hours to do. So that would be my first thing is just make very rough documentation of all little things in your expectations. So when you do get to the point that you want someone else to help you, or you want to automate that, whatever, you have the steps written out. And it's not this big overwhelming thing where you got to go through your entire business and document it. Brilliant. I know Loom is has been a godsend to me as I was, I'm a control freak. So de- even though I was a manager for many years in corporate America, that was super simple. When it was my business, 
had a real hard time with that. And Lou made me feel like at least they see exactly the step-by-step that I'm doing and they can like literally follow that. And then like you were saying, they can do the work of revising or documenting. I always use my, the people that work for me also to update, right? Because I work on Pinterest marketing and that changes constantly. And so every time I give a new sort of, this is how we're doing it now, or this is the way we're going to work this strategy for clients, my VA does all of that sort of documentation for me, which makes life so much easier when we onboard a new person. Yep. Yep. And that, and that's what I, I tell my staff too, is I'm not having you document anything that you're doing because I want to plan on replacing you. I want to plan on promoting you. So I, like document everything you're doing. So if you want to take a day off or yes, promote you a different position, it's already documented. And it's not this huge push to move people around. Um, one of my other favorite ones too, that I've been using recently is called Tango. Ooh. That, and you might like this one. So it follows your clicks and it well, it's great. It it like takes pictures and it follows your clicks. So wherever you're clicking, it literally tells you it'll document like go to www.statsolutions.com, click on XYZ tab, and it gives you stats like step by step with little pictures and stuff. And it makes it in this really cool PDF. Oh my gosh. I will totally share. I know everyone's mind is being blown right now. I'll make sure to include that link below. If you have an affiliate link, Jennifer, definitely send me that. I don't. I probably should because I tell everyone, I was like, I found this and it's so cool because it's, you don't have to overthink anything. You're literally just already doing what you were going to do anyways. And it makes a nice like SOP for you. Oh, I'm, I have goosebumps. Like that just makes me so happy. You just, You just made me really happy. The other thing I think about that I do as well, or I used to do in corporate America and have done it now too, is I kind of do a little bit of those cross training things so that if anyone else on my team is leaving, they don't have to just open this SOP or watch a bunch of videos. They kind of understand what to do because we've spent a little bit of time, everyone kind of knowing the different steps. My son's now doing video editing as well as my podcast manager. And that way I always have a backup. If someone, you know, I, this sounds horrible, but I call it the hit by a bus method. If I'm hit by a bus or somebody's, I mean, I figured it out during COVID, I I had to let go of my controlling nature because I had COVID and I was like in the hospital. It was like a big deal. And so thank God that I had done some of this ahead of time, but um, you, you are replaceable in your business. And if you want your business to scale and grow, you need to start letting go some of those things. So what are some key roles or functions that, our audience should prioritize for hiring when transitioning from sort of solopreneur set up to a small team and how can they find the right candidates efficiently? That's, I know that's two questions. (laughs) That is two questions and there's so much to unpack there. So we're going to share the link with a workbook that I've created to actually go right through this. And you're going to find that I'm like the cheapest person on earth. So like, I try to do everything free first before I spend any money. It's just how I started my business. I was like, look, lean, mean machine. Yeah. Like I didn't want to take any chances. So 
my workbook kind of goes through automating, eliminating, and then delegating through your tasks. So I like to start with like eliminating things off of your list that you just shouldn't even be doing. Like no one should even do them. You shouldn't even be doing them. So let's take that off. Then automating stuff. So before we even talk about hiring someone, because everyone just instantly goes to, I have to hire a full-time assistant. No, you really don't start. Like that's a big undertaking to hire a full-time employee. Are you ready for that? And then are you ready for that six months to a year down the road? Do you have the money, the the client incoming clients for like an actual staff yet? Um, a lot of us don't when we start, you know, that's, that's crazy. Um, so I, I like to start with eliminating. Then I, I talk about automating. So oh, automating and, is the best. And like, I recently did this myself too. Cause like, I kind of took a, I was like, one day I think I was having a rough day and I'm telling my husband like, oh my gosh, I'm just overwhelmed. There's so much going on. He's like, well, let's look at what I can help you with. Let's look at what, where you're spending your time. And it was like me feel realizing that I was spending a lot of my time just grocery shopping. Like had nothing to do with business. It was just grocery shopping. Instacart. That's my secret. So all I did is I started on every Sunday night, I put on my calendar that I was going to schedule my grocery pickup. And then I would go do my grocery pickup whenever made sense during the week. And I would come home and it would already be all done. It one saved me money because I wasn't wandering around with my children in the store. But then it two, like saved me a ton of time every week. So I like to look at everybody's tasks like that first, business and personal. Where can you save a bunch of time first? And then start talking about what you're going to delegate out. And it doesn't always have to be an assistant right off the bat. It could be a social media manager. It could be a copywriter. It could be a bookkeeper. You know, and, and it could are, be a one-off. It, it doesn't yeah. necessarily need to be a person, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, it could be anything like that. And then you can start looking at, do I need a part-time virtual assistant or do I need a, an online business manager? <clears throat> you know, like who is that person? And, and my workbook does kind of go through that to try to help you figure out what those tasks are and what you should delegate out. Um, because with a lot of our real estate businesses, I tell them their first hire should be a transaction coordinator because it's based on each transaction. It's very one-off. They get paid at close. I'm like, they're going to do all this stuff for you. And then you only have to pay when things close. So you think about it like that too. Is it just projects? Like, are you just trying to do a launch or something like that where you need to hire a person just to do that? Maybe you don't need regular work. You really need to think about that first before you start like, oh, just go hire. Like, well, do you have enough work to keep them busy for the next six months or no? <laughs> yeah. And, and everyone sometimes goes directly to a direct hire and what they don't realize is beyond payroll and payroll taxes, you're also paying for disability. You're paying for like, there's so many more and in insurance. There's like so many more costs when you have employees. So I, I agree with you. Like you should start with either one-off stuff or even like part-time. I think my VA started like at five hours a week. Like that is possible. Yeah. Yeah. You can totally do that. Cause what you don't think about is like, okay, so I'm going to go hire a couple people. I'm paying them X amount per hour. Great. But then I have like all the monthly fees for all the tools that they use. So now Asana, Adobe, uh, you know, Microsoft Office, all the things. And all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second, that was actually much more expensive than I had originally 
thought. So definitely take the steps to try to like get some of the time back in your life first and then think about, you know, hiring someone that, and a lot of people don't want to do the one-off stuff because they think it's going to be a little bit more expensive, but generally the one-off people that really specialize in those projects are much- It's done so faster. Yeah. So much faster. Yeah. Exactly. And then just, uh, just touch on a little bit about how people can find the right candidates efficiently. Um, I know it's different in every state, every country, we've got people listening from all over the world. So check with your attorneys or your accountants first. (laughs) So I'm like a big, and I, I do have an affiliate link for this, not really affiliate, but we can give them a discount. If you're looking for a direct hire, wise hire. I love wise hire. It'll save you a ton of money. I think we actually have a mutual friend, Jen, that said that she had spent a few thousand dollars on Indeed posting. And oh. I was like, just use wise hire. Wise hire is like $180 a month, I think. And, but you can pause it at any time. So you can run multiple job ads. They'll post it for you on like Monster, Indeed, LinkedIn. They do, they post it everywhere. And then my favorite part, because I hire often, is it puts them through a personality test. It asks them a bunch of questions and it even goes through their personality and it tells you what interview questions to ask each person based on their personality. It's like the coolest thing ever. So again, that's saving you time. You're not having to post it on certain places. You're not having to ask those questions or pay for personality tests. And you don't have to pay them every month forever. You can just do it while you're hiring. Yep. Yep. I I will get that link from you so we can put it in. (laughs) I know people are going to (laughs) ask. It's the best. That's for direct hire. And then, I mean, if you're trying to hire like a VA or something like that, I like Upwork. It can be yeah. a little, it can be a little overwhelming because there's so many people on there. Um, but Upwork's a good place to start if you're just trying to find like one off or you're trying to find a virtual assistant, something like that. It's easy to use. Um, you as a client have a lot of like protection in there too if something doesn't get delivered. Um, so those would be two places to start. Or ask other entrepreneurs. I shared my VA for years before I could give her full time. <laughs> And, and still, she still has, she manages her own team of VAs now. So like, it's, yeah, it is, it is amazing. I feel like too, a lot of people feel very strongly that they want to give back to their community and hiring moms who only want a certain hours a week to work in the evenings or things like that. Like that's kind of a feel good hire as well. And you can use um, obviously again, check with attorneys, check with your accountants. Cause I live in California and there's a whole big deal about if you're, you know, able to actually have someone who's not an employee. Um, so check with all the laws and the rules, yeah. but, um, that's brilliant. Yeah. So definitely there, you just gave a ton of different ways. <laughs> what, what are some, so I know that a lot of people feel like, you know, what's the time to jump in? So what are signs that indicate it's time to start delegating or hiring, um, whether that's full-time or not, um, full-time or like contract work? Uh, and how can our audience sort of overcome that fear of letting go of certain tasks? And I know that you, I want to re-remind everyone what you said earlier in that 
take a look at everything that's causing you stress because it could be something that has nothing to do with your business and everything to do with either automating or finding creative ways to handle personal stuff that you have to do on a daily basis. Yeah. I think it's a whole big picture thing. You know, it's got to look at all of it instead of, because I was always like looking at like, I'm getting the business is stressing out. And it's like, really, no, I was just putting too much pressure as a mom, wife, all these things that I'm trying to get everything done. And then I just had to look, okay, what do I need to do? Right. Like, cause my husband's like, maybe you need to hire like a personal assistant. I'm like, I don't think I'm ready for like a full personal assistant that like comes to the house. Like that feels ridiculous. Let's Nor do, do we want to pay for one at this point in time, maybe like, you know? <laughs> exactly. I was like, that's expensive. Um, I would say like a couple signs. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is you're, you're probably super overwhelmed. Maybe there's just too much, like things aren't getting done. That might be a sign that something needs to give. Um, for me, one of the signs that said, and I'm in this place right now, so I haven't even made this higher, but it's like me not liking part of the work I'm doing because it's not in my zone of genius. And like, put sometimes I'm like putting those things off because I don't want to do them. Like for me, I really don't like uh, contracts. I like will put off sending out a new client contract because I just don't like doing it, which is silly because like, they're just like, I'm going to sign it and I'm going to be a new client, but I hate it. I because you do have to fine comb the contract. Sometimes you have to make alterations. Then you have to, yeah, I know. I, I agree with you there. That is exactly the I, thing that bothers me. I hate it. And I'll just keep pushing it in Asana. And I'm like, oh, I told him I would do it by Friday. I'll just keep doing it. And it's like- That's the danger of Asana being able to push it. So like, and I would just say like, okay, so you're either overwhelmed or you're doing things that aren't in your zone of genius. Is this something like, I know I'm really great at doing like client consult calls and getting new clients and doing just like brainstorming calls with my clients. That's where I'm really solid. It makes me feel good. My clients feel good. I know it's not the best use of my time to be sending out contracts for signature, or, um, I also don't really like like HR stuff. So can I find someone that'll do both of those things for you, for me, or can I promote someone from within that likes doing that? Um, so I think just like zone of genius stuff, like, are you the best person to be doing your graphics? Most of us are not. I know that like, I will mess with it for like 20 hours, hours. and it doesn't look great. Yeah. <laughs> So like, yeah, like overwhelming or just not within your zone of genius. Those are some things that like start to tell you, maybe I should look at someone that is really great at this. You know, could I just hire someone to write? I'm also not really great at writing my copy. I'm good at giving someone bullet points, but then when it comes to actually refining like a whole blog post, my marketing gal can do what in an hour, what would have probably taken me four and hers is way better that's our first sign that we probably need to delegate that out. So we all overthink our business. <laughs> uh, any suggestions on overcoming that fear of letting go or that control? Because I find that could really hurt your business when you're so stubborn to not let go of that control, when you can actually scale by letting go and delegating. So I'm a good one to ask this. I'm like Enneagram eight, super OCD. I can do it better than anybody else. So why would I outsource it? <laughs> yeah, that was really hard in the beginning. Like I wanted to take control of everything. 
and just be able to like micromanage down to the T because I was so nervous and, and my business was my baby and all these things. Finally, I just said, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give it a try. I'm gonna give them enough instruction and direction and power to do these projects and just see what happens. And the best thing about that was almost 90% of the time they did it better than I did because they're it's, in there. It's humbling. It's humbling. <laughs> I mean, there's stuff that my team does now that I'll mess with something for 30 minutes. I don't know what I was doing the other day, but it was really silly that I was even messing with it for as long as I did. And I called one of the girls on my team just to say, Hey, I've been messing with this too long. I know you probably know how to do it. No joke. She fixed it within 30 seconds. I'm embarrassed. Especially for me, that's tech stuff. Yeah, I could figure it out. But why am I spending four hours figuring a program out when I can have somebody do it and set it up for me? That's those one-offs that we're talking about. You have to really be thoughtful on, because you can do it, you can do it fast by outsourcing it you and with an expert, you can do it slow, but cheap by doing it yourself and causing a little bit of stress. Um, or, you know, like you can pick one of those lanes and, but be open. Yeah. You just have to be open and give it a try. I know that's stressful for all of us as entrepreneurs. You know, you're just, you've been probably doing this for such a long time. Um, but one of like the aha moments for me was I started, you know, letting people kind of run with things. I'd obviously train them on how I wanted it done or my expectations, and then we, my team and I have a very open line of communication as far as feedback goes. So like, I've also told them that if they see that I did something wrong or that could be improved to please give me that feedback. Um, and then the same thing that goes with them. And you know what, stuff might not be exactly how you did it, but you know what, that's kind of the point of scaling is that you can't do it all yourself anymore. So there has to be a little bit of a give there and just give everyone a little bit of grace, especially in the beginning, that there's going to be a learning curve. Things might be slightly different. And we just do a lot of tweaking. So like if I make a training or something, this is how I expect X, Y, Z, it comes back, not X, Y, Z. I'll tweak the SOP I had created or, you know, and give them a little bit of feedback and say, Hey, this is great, but I probably would have liked this or the communication with the client should have probably been more along the lines and I'll give them an example and work them through it you know how could we have effectively communicated this better so yeah I I I learned years and years and years ago in, in managing a huge team that when you're educating people on how to do something the emphasis should be on the end result versus the steps to get there I mean, obviously if there's a step that you have to take, that's, I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about, but people will come at a problem from a different perspective. And oftentimes they're going to save time from the way that you did it before, because it makes more sense to their brain. As long as the end result, happy clients bringing money into the business, who cares how it gets done? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously if there's rules and laws and things like that, yeah. totally different, but yeah, I, I agree with that. So what three things have helped you grow your business? And I always love asking this huge question because we get different answers all the time. 
It could be tools, it could be advice, it could be really anything, but what three things do you think really helped you to grow your business? Yeah. I mean, we already talked about this one, but I think my number one thing is just protecting my time, you know, and it, it's evolved over the years where protecting my time used to be like, I only have so many hours of work. Now protecting my time has turned into probably this last year is like protecting my time is almost creating space in my schedule, in my work schedule to where I even have time to think and to mastermind and to do all these extra things that I want to do. And, you know, I've been, Stat Solutions has been around for about six years and it was always just like, do, 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 do. Okay. If my schedule isn't full, I'm busy. I'm, I'm not doing well, you know, whatever. Now it's like, okay, I actually want my schedule to be a little bit more empty. So when those client consults pop up day of, or the questions pop up or with, from my team, I have time to spend with them. So protecting my time has been the biggest one for me, just being able to grow my business. Um, I think the second one was is just hiring and delegating. Um, that one I had to do very, very quickly because my business grew much faster than I would have ever anticipated it growing. Um, so I had to make my first hire probably two or three months after starting my business. And a lot of that was really because I moved to a different state right in the middle of starting Stat Solutions and I had no childcare, I had no family, I was moving with a six month old. So I needed to have help in order to keep everything going to maintain consistent support for my clients. Um, and then this one's been the biggest one. And that this has been really just surprising and eye-opening for me is I built a really strong network of referral or power partners. I think we doubled our business last year just off of our vendor network and our referral partners. Wow. I've never run an ad. Like I've never run like a Facebook ad or anything like that. It's pretty much almost all solely off of word of mouth. Um, and me just asking for the business and that's, it didn't take any money. It just takes me calling and being like, I just want you to know who I am <laughs> or, or doing these podcasts or yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. I yeah. think, I think, um, networking and I, I'm older, so this is my opinion, but I feel like social media is great. Um, and, but a lot of people focus so much time on social media and they're not doing these normal things like blogging or marketing or networking. Networking has kind of fallen on the wayside and networking is people say, yes, you move them along in that no like, and trust process of someone deciding to work with you so much faster if it's a referral or they meet you in person or even virtually and get to know you. It, it is the easiest way to close business. And so many people have, have just not continued with the networking because they think they're doing that on, on just social media. And I don't know that that's as effective. It's not. I mean, it, I mean, I have done some of my like reach outs on social media yes. where I'll see that we're in the same thing. And I'm like, Hey, I think I should know you. Our clients are similar. I think I should just know you. And some people ignore me, but then some people are like, yeah, let's jump on a call. And then we'll jump on a call and they'll be like, I didn't even know that something like your company exists. And I'm like, now you do. And then all of a sudden we get referrals like, Hey, I think you should talk to Jennifer. 
And those, yes, those client consults, I've had a couple recently, which were just so funny. By the time they showed up to the client consult, my consult was only 10 minutes. They had no questions. And I was like, and you had to work on those contracts to get them out. I did. I did. But I was like, you don't have any other questions. She's like, nope. I got your information from, you know, Jane Doe. I went on your YouTube. I watched your videos. I went on your website. I'm here ready to go. There was like no selling that that to me is the biggest one. So I know so many entrepreneurs, when I talk to them, they're struggling with where to put their, their money, you know, their, their ad budget. They're like, should I do social media? Should I up that? Should I do, you know, ads, blah, blah, blah. And I, I'm like, the first thing I'm talking about is like, who's referring you business? They're like, nobody. Like, there's just no way. Like there's, there's people that can be your power partner in whatever business you're in that you should be connecting with and you should be re referring business back and forth. And that'll cost you no money. It's just your time generally. Yeah. And the time is well spent. You could spend one hour a week talking to power partners or one hour a week writing blog posts. And those power partners are going to get you more business. Yep. 100%. <laughs> the blog post will continue to bring in business, but yeah. it's those, those, yeah. Oh, I totally agree. Well, before we get to the gift that you're sharing with our audience, tell everyone about the services that you provide in case anyone's listening is like, oh my gosh, I totally need Jennifer's help. Yeah. So if you are in the real estate field, we do provide done for you operations um, services. And also my kind of passion project for this year is I'm also going to be opening up my calendar for any entrepreneur. Um, so kind of geared towards that solopreneur that wants to scale. Maybe it could be even someone that just wants to get back time, like they're feeling really overwhelmed. So we've got a couple different options. So you can always just, you know, DM me on Instagram and um, I've got some coaching kind of opening up, or I'm just doing a couple like three call packages. If you just want to brainstorm through your business, we can do that as well. So I'm super excited. We're going to be putting on a few different masterclasses later on this year and gonna be opening that up and it's really just been fun for me just to talk to other entrepreneurs and figure out like 15 minutes I can help them skip a couple steps exactly and of course I'll have all of Jennifer's links down below so tell everyone a little bit about your freebie I know you did at the very beginning um, and how it can help them yeah so we've put together um, we call it my yellow pad workbook. So with my clients, a lot of time when they're coming on, I will um, just tell them to put a yellow pad on their desk and we work through who and what they're going to delegate out first. Um, but we recently put together a much more polished version of that that's really going to help you work through what you should be eliminating, delegating or automating in your business. Um, so we're going to be giving that to you today for free. I love it. Thank you so much for your time and your valuable advice, but especially your time, because I know how busy you are. And what would be the best way to get in contact with you in case anyone wants to take the conversation further? Yeah, you mentioned Instagram. Yeah, yeah Instagram is probably the easiest way to get to me. Um, and it's just Jennifer, the realtor is my Instagram handle. So you can always shoot me a, a DM on there and I'll get back to you. 
Awesome. If you all found some ideas and tips that you can implement in your business, we would love reviews. We're working on building those reviews. But as always, at the very end of these podcasts, I always talk about, you just listened to a ton of valuable advice from Jennifer. And I want you to pick one piece of advice that we talked about today and go and actually put some time on your calendar to take action. For every hour of education, you really need two hours of implementation or you're wasting your time listening to education. So go out there and do something good for your business, like snagging Jennifer's gift and take action on that. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show to be automatically notified for each episode. Visit the notes for the links mentioned in this episode and to connect with me. And as always, please take one tip from this episode and implement it in your business. Bye.